Good morning, Central Kentucky. This is Skinny. Welcome to Skinny on a Home. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. We are a live call-in show here in Central Kentucky. We are brought to you by 84 Lumber Company. Summer is still here. It is warm outside. It's a great time for an outdoor oasis. Stop by your 84 Lumber Company for all your building needs. The team at 84 Lumber will help get you ideas and materials together. Whether it's a DIY project, uh, if you're just wanting to see what's in stock, what's available, 84 Lumber can supply all your building and construction needs. Visit 84lumber.com for more information. They have three locations around us close. you got one in uh, Lexington, one in Versailles, and one in Georgetown. So give the folks at 84 Lumber a uh, call, stop by to check out those things there. Hey, um, again, I'm Jimmy Skinny McKinney. Just answering your questions, giving you the skinny on home improvement, remodeling, designing, or building. Whether you're doing it yourself, hiring a professional, or having a friend or relative help, we're here to help educate you on the latest products, trends, designs, techniques. And this week, we are talking all things real estate, buying and selling and maybe flipping, renting. I don't know what <laughs> we're going to talk about. So I've go. got Trey McCauley with um, a principal broker with the Urban Toolbox Real Estate in the studios with us today. Good morning, Trey. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here with us, talking all things. So we're, again, skinny on the home, all things real estate. If you're thinking about buying a house, if you're thinking about selling your house, is now the right time to sell? Is it a good time to buy? No. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> It's tough out there. It's tough uh, out there. You know, especially here in Kentucky and I was telling a guy today, we were talking about land and building, and mm-hmm. you know, there's only about 1,500 acres or so left in Fayette County That's to build right. on. And a lot and, of it's uh, controlled by two organizations. Two, so. two bigger builders, yeah. yeah. So, and, I mean, uh, it's, uh, I, I had somebody call me, you know, what, what about building something in, in, in Lexington? And I said, well, <laughs> where where would you like to build and how much money do you have to acquire the land? <laughs> so. Can't, aren't we getting to the point now, like in, what was that uh, Bruce Willis movie, The Fifth Element? Like we can just start building in the air, you know, like have floating We're going to have to houses do something, and, yeah. And then we just take up the air rights. Like uh, Cloud City in Star Wars, we're going to need something <laughs> like that. Definitely, we're, we're running out of... Running out of land. Well, you know, and I'm sure, you know, Trey, you sit on different committees and things with, you know, you're plugged into state, national things going on, mm-hmm. just like uh, we are. You know, this is not just a Lexington no. issue. This is nationwide. You know, more and more people want to move to the city, mm-hmm. city centers, and so the urban out, re- you know, are expanding, but yeah. there's only so much land. That's right. I mean, when I talk to my realtor friends across the country, you know, most people are in the same boat. I sold real estate in Richmond, Virginia, and they're, you know, expanding everywhere. And all these counties that used to be rural, just like around here are, are becoming more suburban and urban because, you know, the, the, the sprawl is coming. So plus, you know, the urban service boundary in Fayette County pushes people out. And that's why, you know, Jessamine's exploding and Scott County's about it. They're you know, wits in with their, with their infrastructure. And so mm-hmm. that's why some of our surrounding counties are really, you know, there's a lot of overspill. Before we get into that though, let's talk about, so tell me how you, how did you get into real estate and why would you, why in the world would you want to be a realtor? Cause I'm crazy. <laughs> Cause I like abuse. No, I, you don't in, like your evenings and weekends. That's right. That's right. Um, I've been in sales and marketing about 25 years and I was in the IT space before I was in, in real estate and I sold, Oracle database software and the big HP refrigerator servers. And I was mostly working with Fortune 1000 and 
uh, mid-market companies. And I enjoyed that. I mean, I was, I had multi-state territory and was on the road a lot, but was having, you know, pretty good discussions with CFOs and CIOs like that. And along came, I mean, this is kind of dating myself, but along came the dot-com crash and 9-11 and people weren't spending capital money as, as much as they were. And I did a little soul searching because I never really felt like I knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. So I read What Color Is My Parachute? What Color Is Your Parachute? Okay. And there's a bunch of, you know, online career testing in there where you can kind of help find your way. Well, real estate was in the top five of every test I took. And some of them, it was one or two. So Mm. I knew that something was pushing me toward, and I'd always liked real estate. I had interest in real estate. I'd bought the Carlton Sheets course to invest in real estate. So I had some interest there. When you say and, Carlton, I always think of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, well, Carlton. this was a guy. If you don't, <laughs> you probably go to bed early because you're you're living right. But back when I was single, I would stay up all night. And Carlton Sheets was a audio tape course you could buy to figure out how to invest in real estate. Oh, and it okay. played over and over at night at like two o'clock in the morning, which I know you were never you've never been up at two o'clock in the morning because you you're you're living right. But me, um, I was up. And so I decided I would take the real estate class. And I went to our Richmond Association Realtors in Richmond, Virginia, and took the six-week class at night while I was still working in sales and IT. And I loved it. I mean, Mm. like, I was like, this is the thing. And I thought, I'll just kind of, I'll associate with a company. I interviewed with some companies. I found a broker I really liked. And I thought, I'll just ease into real estate. I'll do it part-time. I'll do it on the side. Well, Around July 4th of 2003, my company called and said, things aren't good and we're eliminating your department. So, sorry, all you salespeople are are gone gone from this Oracle sales department. So, I felt like somebody up above was saying, it's time to go. So, I said, well, I'm full-time in real estate now. It must have been uh, something uh, in 03 because that's when I started J&R Construction. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I felt like that was my sign and, you know, got you know, had a, had a nice salary and benefits and a car allowance and a cell phone allowance and all that went away to commission only. But, but I, I have never looked back. Somebody asked me early on what my plan B was. And I was like, I really don't have a plan B because I burn the ships. That's right. Burn the, burn the ship land. When you land, burn the ships. Cause we're, and, but I, you know, I have not, you know, 17 years later, I have not looked back. So it's, it's had its ups and downs, just like your business has had its ups and downs, but but the same I, thing for me. I, I said, all right, Lord, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to give me a stupid sign. And he, and he did twice. You're going to so. have to smack me upside the head, please. <laughs> he did twice for me. So, yeah, you were talking about the 2 o'clock in the morning. It's funny. I'd, I'd still, you know, when I first started, I did, I think I started with a little less than $700. Yeah. And, you know, it was just me. So right. I was tool belt on during the day. I was the office manager, the estimator Head at night. washer, whole thing. So, <laughs> you know, I was up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Doing yeah. paperwork and those types of things. Oh, Did yeah. that for years, you know, just till it grew. And, yeah, you, you know, we had our ups it. and downs. And, you know, praise God, we're, you know, 17 years later, we've got two offices, Y'all you are know, rocking staff it. of 20. And yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's all. Y'all are rocking it and you have a good reputation out there. Yeah. It's so. all it's all his reputation. It's We're just, we try to be good stewards of it. So. Yeah, you are. You <laughs> the, are. Uh, thanks. But so if if you had any, if somebody's listening right now, that you know, with with everything going on in this state, you know, they're like, you know, what do I, what do what I, what do I want to do, or finding my passion, or maybe it is real estate. 
what what advice would you have for a young entrepreneur out there that wants to get into real estate or be a real estate agent? Well, when people call me and ask about real estate, I try to give them as realistic a job or career. It's not a job, it's a career. As realistic a career preview as I can. A lot of people out there outside of real estate thinks it think it's easy. They think it's easy money. And so you've got to inject a little reality with people. There's a lot of people that think that the companies provide leads and provide a car allowance and provide all these things. And it's really, you know, just like you starting up with $700, it's really up to you. I mean, it's, it's how hard you want to work and how hard you want to prospect and talk to people about real estate. And a lot of people just don't realize that. Because isn't there like close to 3,000 some agents listed on LBAR or something like that? Yes, El- LBAR has acquired more the Moorhead MLS and the London Corbin area MLS. So our, we have 26 counties now. So, But we yes, we have 3,600 realtors in our association. And, and only the top? What, 100 or 200 do most of the sales? Is that- yeah, it's it's an 80-20 rule or a 90-10 rule. When you, like we analyze the realtors and their production, I mean, there's a ton that pay, you know, Elbar dues every year and, and produce nothing. They don't sell one house all year. So oh, wow. there's a, yeah, it's definitely the 90-10 why would, you, why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know, because now that, you know, I mean, back in the day, it was probably to have access to the MLS. Yeah. But now the MLS is out on Zillow and Realtor.com right. and all those things. You really don't have to pay to do that. I do know some Maybe people. Maybe we just told a bunch of people that they can in their. <laughs> that's right. Well, I do know some people that, quote, have to have a job, so they need that business card. So they're willing to to pay for that, but I, I wouldn't pay the L bar dues if I yeah. if I wasn't producing. So yeah, I think we're I think our company we're an affiliate uh, yeah. an affiliate membership yeah. or something like that. So. Yeah, and we've gone we've come in and done some speaking on remodeling and well, it's a good way to get to know realtors and yeah. and they can certainly recommend you all in like I do when people are asking me like, hey, we need to redo this kitchen or we need to redo this that. So. Yeah, so Urban Toolbox Real Estate. So you you have yourself and two partners, is that yes, right? Yes, that's correct. And you guys started, and you're the principal broker. I is am, that right? yes. So what does that mean? I mean, so oh, okay. So was you have so, was a broker mean, and you have a real yeah. estate agent. So and you are a real estate agent, but you're I also am. a broker, so right? So that? the the broker is kind of the advanced license. When you go to real estate school and you get your license, you have what's called a salesperson's license, and most people call those like a real estate agent. For those of us that want to manage an office or have our own company, all the agents have to associate, associate under a broker. Gotcha. So, so I a, can't just become a real estate agent and go out there and start selling stuff. I have to. You have be to affiliate with a company. With a yeah, company you have or to, a broker. Yeah, a broker has to accept your license, and the broker has to supervise you. Gotcha. So, so all the brokers have an advanced license. We have to take more education than just a regular. License and like Elbar has probably a quarterly meeting for the brokers to keep us updated on what's going on. So we have to have a higher level of of, of knowledge. It's kind of you know an advanced degree in real estate, and only about ten percent of the licensees have their have their broker's license. Yeah, and and one thing I've 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 noticed about you over the years is that you know as a as a real estate agent, you're really focused on relationships, which is what you know we're about at JNR Construction too, because it's not you know. You may not sell somebody a house for ten years, fifteen right. years, but right. it's it's about the relationship in the long term because you know, and a lot of people think they can sell the house themselves. And I think even right. on this on this station in the afternoon, you know, Dave Ramsey talks about you know, yeah, don't do that. Get a real estate agent. Right. Well, there's, you know, I of course want everybody to list their house with me, but yeah, I 
I have kind of followed the Brian Buffini system, which is a relationally based system where I really work my sphere of influence and I go to networking events and I network with, uh, with other people. And I've found that that gives me the kind of warm referrals that, that, that I want, as opposed to just trying to go meet everybody out there in the public and, yeah. Certainly, you're, I, you're not trying to be the Walmart of everybody. Yeah, you're like I mean, the Trader Joe's of. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and and the you, you can't you know if 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 you refer me to not that I, I like Walmart, so <laughs> the Walmart ears are listening. I'm a, I'm a Walmart fan. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you know, if you refer me somebody, there's no. I mean, I could I could buy a billboard or I could advertise. You know, I've advertised on the radio. I mean, I've done every kind of marketing you can do, but I find that when I get a referral like if you refer me somebody i can't buy that kind of advertising because you've already vouched for me you've put your reputation with mine you've you know and so the people are much more comfortable with me even if i haven't met them before Mm -hmm. if it's a referral so i really like to work by referral yeah excellent all right so uh, stay tuned we'll be right back with skinny on the home with trey mccauley talking all things real estate and uh trey is uh you can reach him at 312-7599 and we'll have some more of his contact information later on the show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Skinny, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. In the studios, Trey McCauley, principal broker with the Urban Toolbox Real Estate. So with Trey, we were talking about, you know, what is what does it mean to be a broker or a real estate agent right. and all that. And But also talk about, you just mentioned that you also uh, just purchased a franchise. That So talk about that. I purchased a uh, Realty One Group franchise. It's going to be called Realty One Group Bluegrass, and I'm very excited about it. Our office is going to be over in the venue over off Nicholasville Road in Malibu, uh, kind of next to Jason's Deli and that little yeah. development in there where Rafferty's There's used a nice to. coffee place there, yeah, too. Yeah, it's uh, called Brood, and they have, yeah. yeah, they have, I think you can get coffee in the morning and beer in the afternoon. So, but <laughs> and they you have got a, lunch, so you, just, yeah. you never have to leave your yeah, office. Yeah, exactly. I'll stay there for that and Jason's Deli, and I'm going to have to go over to Everyone Fights to uh, work out so I can work all that food off. But yeah, they've got a nice outdoor sitting area, and they had some music going on Friday night when I was leaving the office so it's very it's a nice spot to be i'm very excited about it and i'm working on getting everything together the sign and the office furniture is on its way and um starting to talk to some agents about recruiting them over to to my office but it's a great concept it's 100 percent agents keep 100 percent of their uh, commission and just pay a transaction fee per transaction. Wow, that's awesome. Great tech. Because don't great. don't most real estate agents have to pay like a percent or two or something like that to the broker? Yes. Well, usually more than that. I mean, back in the day, it was a 50-50 split with the broker, depending on what the broker offered. And then as time has gone on, it, the customary in town here is 70-30 split up to a cap. Who gets uh, the 70 the agent, oh, okay. and then the broker okay. gets thirty, gotcha. and the broker uses that to run the office and pay the electric bill and pay themselves and, and all that kind of stuff. But but our concept is new. It's uh, they started in Vegas and they're big out west in California and now and they're in most of the major metros in the United States. But Lexington will be the first Kentucky office, so they're very excited about that. Yeah, and, congratulations. Uh, so yeah, and they. They vetted me. I mean, they don't hand them out like candy. They right. they came to town and talked to people about me and made sure I was a fit for them. And I had to fly out to California to interview. So it was a it was a rigorous process, but I'm excited to get started. Yeah. So so again, the the difference there that as each agent will get to keep 100 percent of their commissions right <clears throat> with, with a, a transaction, transaction fee. fee. Yeah. Right. And then so what is 
So the Urban Toolbox, well, that is that a separate? So that's explain. a separate company in Kentucky. Okay. You're able to be broker of, of multiple companies within as long as you can manage it all. And so one of my partners is 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 get, you know putting his license in escrow, and he's going to work on some other projects. And then my other partner is going to stay. He decided not to come to Realty One Group with me, so he's going to stay with with Urban Toolbox. So we'll keep that company open for him to transact the business. Gotcha. Excellent. What kind of goal do you have for? number of agents and, and things like that. I think that- initially I want to get up to about 25 and then I, I'm trying to, you know, this is the first time I've done anything like this on this big a scale. So I want to be conservative. And as you add agents, you've got to have services and staff for them. So I want to make sure that I'm right sized all the time and not get too out of control. But I'd, I'd like to, you know, grow it to, tw- you know, between 25 and 50 real savvy um, agents and then, and then, and then reevaluate, I think. Now, and that's great. Is that, is real estate, is that a, is there a niche that you would focus on or is that you're selling anything from horse farms to commercial I mean, I, to, or you know, just most residential? Of, or most of what I've done is, is suburban residential. Mm-hmm. I've done a little bit of commercial and I've done some farms and, but you know, the, the, the guys that run in the horse crowd that, that know that farm business, because you know, a horse farm is not just selling the pretty grass and the fences. I mean, if it's a business, you have to be able to evaluate that business. And we have some brokers in this area that are world class oh, yeah. at that and yeah. run in the horse crowd and all that, all that kind of thing. So, you know, I defer that that yeah. business to them because they understand that the the dollars and cents of of, of a horse farm. So you're going to stay focused in this in this suburban. Yeah, I mean, I've I've sold a little bit downtown, you know, and yeah. but but yeah, I mean, I would say most of you know the business that we'll be yeah. doing is and suburban. that's like yeah, us JNR Construction. You know, we don't we're not an insurance contractor, right? We don't do restoration, we don't do commercial you're work. Not a storm chaser. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. we stay in that lane. Yeah. So that's it's good to niche. And, well, and I think staying focused on that. I mean, you know, we most of what I do is in Lexington and the surrounding counties. So. So, so let's talk a brief, a little bit about the state of the state of the union of the market here in <laughs> in Lexington. So, yeah. you're hearing you're hearing stories of things going on in the market, and in 24 hours, three to five offers mm-hmm. at or above asking price. Yes, and and then if I mean, and people are not even looking at the house. So if you mm-hmm. if you're thinking about buying a house. And you're you're the type of personality that you need to go look at it. You need to walk through it and all that. Think it, on it. It could be too late. So yeah, it's it's, it's an uncomfortable situation with buyers, especially buyers that are new to the market or first time home buyers. It's hard to stand and you know show them a house at seven o'clock at night and stand in the living room and say you've got an write an offer right now or you're going to lose it. And I've had buyers look at me and say, Trey, I really got to sleep on it, and I respect that, and I'm not. And, and some of them think it's like a high pressure sales technique, but I, I'm like, it's literally not, yeah. they're texting me right now saying, if we don't get an offer in, we're not going to be in the game. So there's a lot of pent up demand right now. And there's, you know, a lot of multiple offer situations. It's very competitive right now. Um, it's happening all over the country, but it's, it's crazy in Lexington. Our inventory is very low. We're in an extreme seller's market. People took, you know, took their houses off because of COVID. They didn't want, you know, strangers in their house, which I understand. Or they were getting ready to list, and they decided if they could delay listing, they decided to do it due to COVID. So 
it's you know, has that picked back up now? Are people letting? Yeah, you know, I think we've back in know, the house now. I, is inventory picked up at all? Is it still the same levels? It, it was hasn't. COVID the, it, the inventory really hasn't gotten much better. I think people are more comfortable with our kind of our new reality out there. We, you know, we did a good job as realtors. First of all, we were on the non-essential list in the beginning. And then I think our, our lobby and some people that had the governor's ear said, you know, they really, people need housing no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what's going on. So they, you know, they made us essential. And I think we've done a great job of, you know, masking up and, and cleaning the houses. And, you know, we've taken all the precautions that they've recommended us to do and, and making our clients feel comfortable. And so, I, you know, I think that part of it's been okay. The market was down about, 18%, I think, in April, kind of as, right as all the COVID stuff was hitting, but it has rebounded nicely and we're, you know, we're, we're whipping along. We just don't have enough houses to sell. So when you say inventory is low, what does that mean? Like so, how many houses are on the market right now? So a normal market, a balanced market is about six months of inventory. So okay. the number of buyers out there can, it's called absorption rate and the number of buyers can absorb six months of houses. And it, and it's, the sellers don't have the advantage. The buyers don't have an advantage. At some points recently, we've been down under two months of inventory. So Whew. anything under six is a seller's market. And we are, you know, at some points we've been like one and a half months of inventory. So so if, if you're thinking about or have thought about selling your house, now is the time to sell now, Yeah, now is a very good time. <laughs> I think the main conversation I have to have with sellers is, okay, you're going to get an offer right away. So and you're going to you, have to move. Yes. Do you have some place to go? And I've had some sellers that say, yes, we're going to go into a rental or we can stay with my parents till we find a house or whatever it is. But yeah. you have to, every listing presentation, I'm saying, you know, do you have a place to go? Because we're going to sell your I've house. I've heard of people buying it and then offering more mm-hmm. to have you out by a certain date. That's right. So, Sellers can control the terms, so if they want a longer closing date or something like that in the contract that will accommodate their needs more, the sellers can do it because they have the inventory. So, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So, how do you do? You see that balancing out anytime? Because I I think of I've got some friends down in Nashville, down in the Which southern, is, southern part of you yeah. know, the, they stay in like the pie of where Vanderbilt is, right? And people are coming in now; they're they're buying the houses and either tearing them down mm-hmm. and just building these huge additions Big on them mansions. Or, or, you know, you know, which we, you know, as a remodeling contractor, that's, you know, a lot of people are staying put because one trying to move and sell and mm-hmm. all that, just mm-hmm. the hassle of it. But I mean, pretty much there's a lot of good places to live in Lexington. There are. And, and people like where they live. That's right. And, you know, used to, People, you know, what was the average five to seven years you would that's move? Right. Yep. And now that's like what eleven to thirteen years or longer, depending yeah. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it depends on you know if you have a need with school district or, you know, like I've got a client in the Southland area who has been looking at moving because they need a larger house, but they also have a huge yard and they could you know they could hire you and blow out the back of the house and have a nice master suite and expand some of the you know kitchen and living area and things like that and still have a big yard. So I think if you, you know, have that possibility, if you like the area you're in, you know, maybe they talk to you instead of me. Yeah. And then Nashville is just, I mean, it's exploding. I mean, it is the new Atlanta. I mean, it is unbelievable how, how, how fast their market is moving because they just have a lot. They think I read that they have 
65 people moving there every day. Every day, I mean, yeah. they are just, you know, they're yeah. they're blowing up. What's uh, you know what it is here? I really don't. Shame on me. The chamber probably has that that info, so I need to I need yeah. to have that. I know for we're ranked time. in the top ten cities in the U.S. Yeah, and I think you know Lexington attracts people from all over Kentucky, and 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 now with the bourbon business and horse racing and all that, I mean we attract people from all over the world. Yeah, excellent. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host Jimmy Skinny McKinney with Trey McCauley with Realty One. Realty One Group Bluegrass, yeah. um, and also the Urban Toolbox Real Estate. So, mm-hmm. we were just talking about, you know, the we'll get we'll get into the market some more, but we were talking about yeah, hours. You know, I always think of real estate agents. You know, I, I work during the day, so I'm gonna go see a house. And it's gonna be, you know, let's let's go eat dinner and then let's go look at houses. You know, or right. you know, my evenings and weekends. So, is that normal for a real estate agent that's your pretty much your evenings and your weekends are gone for the rest of your life is <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it feels like it i you know i think that if you can it's pr- probably like with your business a little bit if you can train your clients and set their expectations then they understand what you have going on you know i try to be available to my clients because selling and buying a home can be a very emotional process and Sometimes the emotions get the best of them and they need their shoulder to cry on or somebody to talk to. And we, we become counselors. So I try to be available to my clients, but I, I was taught some good habits when I started in real estate. And I really try to push my appointments to between nine and five, Monday through Friday, obviously. And most yeah. people can accommodate that. It's yeah, just like most, with our business, you know, we're, we're meeting from eight to four, eight yeah. to four thirty during the week, no weekends. Cause you know, like we said during the break, you know, we're not going to wish we worked more when we get <laughs> older. Right. Wish and I attended have, more mini- meetings. <laughs> yeah, we have families, we have kids, yep. you know, and, and people, people get that. I think as, as we've progressed and, you know, we are professionals in what we do, you know, so that's, that's encouraging to hear that too, that you have that kind of at the top working down. So if you are a real estate agent working for someone listening to the show and looking to come, you know, work for, a great broker and a great group that, you know, Realty One Group of the Bluegrass, give Trey a call. He's at 312-7599. Again, even if you're looking to buy or sell a house or have a question, give give Trey a call or text. He's he's available. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good. So we were talking about, you know, Nashville and, and yeah. Lexington and yep. just, you know, more and more across the nation, people are moving to the city centers mm-hmm. and want to be around where the big city is and, you know, and it and it's pushing out. Like I said, you know, Jesmond County, yeah, uh, Versailles, Woodford County, Georgetown, Scott County, yeah. And but that inventory's starting to well. And I've heard, you know, Scott County is struggling with infrastructure now. I mean, sewer lines and just all the infrastructure they've had to put in place. They're you know they're they're starting to get overwhelmed a little bit because they they've been the fastest growing county in the state. Talk about for, sewer lines. I was in a client's house that back when. Lexington was putting sewers down their street. They said oh, yeah. their basement flooded, backed up sewer, and the city doesn't pay for that. Really? Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's on you. Mess. That's a mess. As a homeowner. Uh, and your homeowner's insurance doesn't pay right. for it. You have to have that special You have to have insurance. special insurance. Yeah. And then they got their basement finished. It happened again. Ugh. So they had to finish their basement twice oh, because of painful. the city's sewer backup. So mm. if you're listening to this... And you know you're around where they're going to be doing some sewer work, or they're bringing sewers in, or maybe you have septic right now, and they're going to bring sewer in. Mm-hmm. You may want to talk to your home insurance agent about if there's coverage 
because that's a that's an expense sometimes Painful. you may not yeah. yeah yeah i've had some clients that have sewers back up and it's a mess and it's 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 a costly bill to fix all that so infrastructure in scott county is having some yeah i mean they're just they're getting overwhelmed because it. they've been growing so fast with Toyota's expansion and, you know, Georgetown's a great place to live and has great schools and they've expanded their schools, but they're just, you know, they're starting to spill over other places now because they've been so overwhelmed with people going there. So what about a, so recent college grads, newly married, you know, starter homes are not price point what they used to be and cost, you know, even for, you know, I'm, I'm on committees with the national and state building home builders and yeah. you know regulations 30 percent of a cost of a new construction house is regulation right and so those aren't going down any and no. of course now with covid you know material prices are you know they fluctuate like the market but yeah that's been very it's very expensive and we have an affordability problem in in lexington we yeah. you know people talk about wanting to have affordable housing but the supply is not there and it, you know, dirt is expensive in this area. So you're not going to build a $150,000 house. That's affordable for people on a really expensive piece of dirt. You're going to build a 350,000 or up house. And that's what you see coming out of the ground now with new construction. And it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, that's what I was going to ask you. So what is a good, I mean, starting point, there aren't really many, under $200,000 houses anymore, are there? I mean, there are, but, you know, in in Lexington, it's very tough. We, we use it, like, if, if people start talking to me about 100 to 150 and they need this and they need that, I try to recommend some of the surrounding counties, counties depending <clears throat> on where, you know, where they work and what they, what they want their commute to look like. Now, with so many people working from home, you know, people are a little, it's you know, depending flexible. on what high-speed internet is available people are willing to live out a little bit more. And I think we'll see more of that. Like, you know, people are rushing toward Nashville and it's growing really fast, but I think COVID has shown that, Hey, you can work from home as long as you have high speed internet and can get on a zoom call and do all Mm -hmm. your, all your work from home and you can manage your kids from home. And that's what I was talking to a commercial commercial guy that was talking about the commercial landscape in this country is going to change here in yes. the next couple of years. Well, and we have and a glut of office space in Lexington yeah. now. I mean, if you look around so at all, all the those signs, offices are going to become empty because they've figured out that you can work from home. Yeah, and, you know, and, and then what's that office going to become? So That's right. There's a real fear there that some on some of these landlords' part that they're not going to be able to rent out the big, the big spaces. And like in downtown Lexington – we kind of cannibalize each other. It's not like we have a lot of net new people moving into downtown to office, but you know, city center went up and that took some, some people away from some other buildings. And so it's a real challenge with, with the commercial space right now. I mean, industrial and is, is rolling right along, but, but the office stuff is, is, is tough. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, but there'll be an effect from COVID definitely. I think. I wonder how the mall is going to fare through. Yeah, and mall, you know, to me, retail and the malls were already slowing down. And you know, honestly, if I don't need something that day to go, like I have to go to Walmart or Kroger or something, if I can just order on Amazon, I will because it'll be there in a couple. If it's not something we need that day, so I, I think you know, and the, and the retail experience has gotten really bad. I think so. People are are turned off by that, and and malls were you know the the mall in my hometown they may it was you know the big mall that they built in the 70s they're talking about 
you know, tearing it to the ground because it's one of the most valuable pieces of property in town. Mm. They're talking about tearing that down and making it like a summit. So mm. there's lots of opportunity there. But, yeah, but, when I was when that was going up, I was talking to uh, some people in town, and that those are becoming really popular because yeah. you've got everything kind of there. Yep. But they're you know through all this too, those places are suffering, struggling yeah, too. Everybody's yeah. everybody's struggling. Yeah, right. I mean the the summits losing losing people as well. It's a I mean it's expensive rent over there. Yeah. So, and but yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. So what what advice do you have for you know someone that that does want to buy a house? that is working in Lexington, you know, and it's it being a seller's market right now, you know, so let's start off with recent college grad or recent married, you know, what's the best thing? I My, my advice is to sit, sit down with a lender and get pre-approved. You know, it's important to know how much you can afford and what you're shopping for and what your monthly, you got to be comfortable with that monthly payment. That is, mm-hmm. that is the whole thing. I mean, we obviously want you to get you the best terms and the best interest rate, but you, you've got to know what your comfortable monthly budget is for, for housing. And some people that are paying rent are, pay, you know, paying huge rent. So the more the, so than a house payment. Oh right? yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I've talked, I talked to somebody the other day that's paying $1,500 a month in rent. And I said, do you realize what kind of house you could afford for a 1500 a month payment? And they didn't, they didn't really realize so I think it's important to get with a lender. I think it's important to sit down with a realtor. I do a. Buy- do you think that's a that's a a mindset of just when you're you get out of you get out of high school, you move out, you know, you go to college or you move out that you know you just don't think you can afford something. Yeah, there? I mean, I think people think that you got you know you got to have twenty percent down, which is not true. You you know you have to have a eight hundred credit score. I mean, there's a lot of misnomers out there where if you come and do a buyer consultation with me or another realtor. We're going to give you all the facts about about home buying. And, and I let people decide. I mean, I give people all the facts and let them decide. But I walk them through the process. I talk about getting pre-approved. So when they're armed with information, they can make a much better decision just like anything else. Yeah. Now, are you – so if I'm, if I'm getting ready – if I'm thinking about selling my house, what would be – what would be the best thing to do at that point? Would it – would – would it be to contact you first to come over, kind of walk through my house and see what maybe I need to clean up or mm-hmm. clear out first and what mm-hmm. maybe small repairs need to be done? Yeah, I've had a lot of appointments lately where I'll go and meet the sellers, talk about the selling process, make sure they have some place to go so they're not homeless. But we do, they, they'll, they'll tour me around the house and show what improvements they've made. And then if there are any things that, we, that I'll, you know, make suggestions on to, you know, Hey, you got to take all these tchotchkes away or, you know, you have to declutter your house or whatever. I, I make all those suggestions and, you know, sometimes I hire a home stager to have them come in and make even more if it's, if it's a real challenging thing. Yeah. Excellent. Great. We'll talk to some more about that. And Trey can be reached at 312-7599. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Alrighty, welcome back to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. Give a shout out to my beautiful wife and my three lovely daughters. Hope y'all are having a great day. Anybody you want to give a... You have some kids, don't you? Yes, I do. Are they listening? Uh, hopefully they're at school. They're okay. going to LCA this year, so hopefully... <laughs> I hope they're at school. If you're hearing my voice, you're grounded! <laughs> exactly, you're in, you're in big trouble. Yeah, uh, Spencer's six, he's a first grader, and uh, Harper's eight, and she's in third grade. So, yeah, I'd like to say hi to them. And 
say hi to my lovely wife, Dee Dee. Awesome. Yeah. So we were talking about so as a seller, and we were talking about inspection. I had a neighbor of mine that was getting ready to list, was going to list his house, but he he had some things he knew he had to get fixed first, and then he hired a home inspector before he even contacted yeah. a real estate agent. Really and, smart. And do that is that? Yeah. Do you recommend that? I mean, because I not a lot of people take me up on it, but I do talk to sellers about that, especially if they're unclear about the condition of their home. You know, it, it, it depends on the people's person. I mean, there are people I meet with that are so meticulous about their home. They're the seller you want to buy. They've done it. They have every warranty. They have they have a book. I, I just sold yeah. a house in Heartland, and she had a book, the largest three-ring binder I've ever seen with everything about the house. And <laughs> buyers were so excited. I was like, yes, these are the people you want to buy a house from yeah, no doubt. because they had just done everything to the house. But I think a pre-listing home inspection is a good thing to do because there's always little leaks and little things here and there that – you know, and they're if, not that expensive. What three hundred right. bucks, something like that. Yeah, uh, like on my, average. My, one of my guys, most guys charge about three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So it's definitely worth it to have to have that knowledge up front, and then that way you can disclose it or you can get it fixed, or yeah. and it may just be something you didn't even know about because we're not walking our homes every yeah. every if, day. But also, if you guys, so we this show is a podcast. If you search on your whichever platform you listen to podcasts on, Skinny on the Home, you can find us there. And we'll have uh, links and show notes. Typically, we're about a three-week delay from the time you hear it on the air till it's on the podcast. But the one that is on there, John Giles with uh, K- Number One Kentucky Home Inspection, was an inspector we had on the show. So if you want to cool. hear some of that, get his information, he's there yeah. too. So. Yeah, but it's a, it's a great thing to do before you list. So uh, you're, you hear these houses being sold as is, and then you hear them about, okay, some get an inspection. So right. what is the... What is the difference between those, and what do you what do you kind of tell sellers to to do? Which one is better? Which one's not? I I don't love to sell a house as is um, because I think it raises it makes the it puts the buyer on edge because they're wondering why you're selling it. What are you what are, what are you, you what, are you, what are you not talking about? And so we have an option too on the L bar contract, which is you can still have a home inspection, but you can't ask for any repairs. Okay. And, People are using that quite a bit now because they don't want, you know, sellers, sellers have the advantage, so they don't want to have to pay for repairs on there. But if you check number two, you can have a home inspection. And if there's something disastrous on the house, you can get out of the contract. And I think that gives buyers a little bit of peace of mind, but it also lets the sellers know, hey, we're, we're not going to stick you for a bunch of, of repairs and it helps with the negotiation. And the seller, some sellers are demanding that now because they have the advantage in negotiations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that'll, I've, I've been a part of some of those where you, the, the home inspection has been done and there's some of these repairs that need to be done. You know, what is that on average? What is that price point? And then right. use that as a, we'll take, take 2000 off the house right. and then we'll, we'll fix it down the road. Or that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. If, if it's, it's nothing major. You yeah. Know, if it's, it's not something that's like a safety or, a, you know, going to cause big problems, you know, you could take the money and fix it down the road. Yeah. Excellent. So tell folks again how to get a hold of you. I'm at 859-312-7599, or my website is treymccauley.com, T-R-E-Y-M-C-C-A-L-L-I-E.com. Excellent. And look for you over when do you when do you move in when when so are you gonna have a grand opening? Yes. So I'm in I'm in my I'm kind of doing the soft opening part now and I'm in my space now and the office furniture's on the way and the signs on the way. I've got some things I need left to do, but 
probably October time if I can if I can host a gathering. Right, if you can host. Um, <laughs> if I can host a gathering, I'll have a I'll have a grand opening with the ribbon cutting and the chamber and yeah, all that all that kind of stuff. So we're still working on that. Excellent. Any any last bit of information or anything you want to get out there to listeners that are well buying a home, selling a home. I think that you know it's uh it's an interesting time to be out there as a buyer or seller, and you know you need to hire somebody that you're comfortable with that will give you good advice that will be on your side. A uh, teacher, a teacher mindset. That's it's right. A teach teacher. you and educate yeah. you on. Yeah. I mean, on I, the process. You know, I really try to help my clients i i you know end up becoming friends or, or really good acquaintances with with many of them because i always have their best interest at heart and i always help them I, I mean i try to guide them they're the star of the show and i'm just the guide and so you know i i feel strongly that you know i want i want to treat people like i would want my wife or my mother treated mm-hmm. so i try to be you know be really careful and, and like i said it, it can be a very stressful time moving is stressful you might be, you know, you might be selling your house because you're an empty nester, or you need a bigger house, and you're stressed out with all the kids you have. So, the, sometimes I catch people in not so great times emotionally, and so I try to be very sensitive to that because it can be a tough time when you're trying to. Now you said treat them like your your mom or your wife, but you didn't say your mother in law. So, or my mother in law, no, we I'm have an kidding. excellent relationship. <laughs> she she says I'm. The I know best. my mother in law is probably listening, so that's why. Yeah, I said that, so. well. She, she, she says I'm the best son-in-law she's ever had. So I, 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 I take I take that as a high compliment because she, she's had some others that I don't think she liked as much. So not my wife, but her sister. So, okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, so we're we're at the time of the show where we're gonna do oh, the yeah. bonus round. Bonus round. Do, do, do. That's right. Dun, 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 dun. So these are I didn't. I told you it was coming, but didn't didn't tell you what yeah, questions I was going to ask. So, yeah. so we'll hopefully you won't turn as the same color as your shirt. Yeah, I have my orange <laughs> peachy shirt. <laughs> All right, so you ready? I'm ready. All right, do you match your socks? You know, I used to be a very meticulous dresser, and now, like, I think today they may match, but usually I'm in such a hurry that I've even given up on matching them. So, <laughs> but the, but no, it's just a. I, I mean, we try. To we try ones. to. We try to put them together. We have a big bag of socks in our house right now that are kind of a mess. But I realized when my kids were were little, they were they didn't care if they had mismatched socks. And now I'm starting not to care. So yeah. you know, yeah, that's me. So yeah. you know, here's oh, there's yeah. my one sock there, and that oh, one, my nice. chicken yeah. sock yeah. there. I think it's a fashion statement now. It's not as. <laughs> It's a good talking point. Right? Yeah, that's right. It's like you used to be so embarrassed if you had a blue sock and a black sock, but now, you know, whatever. I'm just <laughs> glad to be out, glad to get out the door in the morning. As long as they don't start making pants with like one leg's different color than the other. They have those. <laughs> <laughs> They're ugly, but they have them. Yeah. All right. Ice cream or chocolate bar? Mm. Probably ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Any particular, is your, you have a go-to? I um, Baskin Robbins, Graders, Kroger. My wife is a Graders person. She doesn't like Baskin Robbins, so I haven't been to Baskin in a long time. Graders, I, they have cinnamon ice cream in the winter and pumpkin ice cream. It's mm. very good. And then in the summer, I usually like like a lemon or a peach. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Puppies or kittens? Puppies. I'm nice. a dog guy. Dog guy. Do you have dogs now? We don't. We had one that we had to put down before we had kids because he was a rescue and was aggressive and. Where the kids really want a dog, and we're we're talking about it, but I I'm not sure we can add that to our mix right now. We've got a lot going on, so and my wife's you know she'll be like I'll be the one walking it at six o'clock in the morning yeah. when I'm leaving for work. So 
we're we're still talk, debating that, but we're dog people. Yeah, excellent. Hot, humid day, sunny, or seventy degree spring day, raining. Ooh, it's been so humid lately, but I. I like the summertime, so I'll have to say yeah. I, hot I, and humid. I don't love the I don't love the humidity. I kind of like that San Diego weather when it's seventy five and sunny and not humid. But yeah, I spent some time out in um, Scottsdale, Arizona, and places like that. It's it's a dry heat. But yeah, it's, the one fit, but it's still one hundred fifty. <laughs> You're still frying an egg on the hood of your car. I, mean. <laughs> I, I helped a friend of mine build a hunting tower in the middle of the desert. Lord, <clears throat> I had long sleeves on and everything, but uh, it's like it's like working in a hair dryer. That's right, and, and and you don't have much water weight to lose. I so I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, snowing, stay inside or go outside. Uh, as I get older, stay inside. <laughs> Send the kids out. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll throw a couple snowballs at them, but I, I don't know. No snow sports. That That's you're what, a- I used to ski, and I I enjoyed that, but I got I got a really bad knee, so skiing's out of yeah. we. Why we went tubing? That was fun. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> less dangerous. There you go. Uh, mustard or ketchup? Ketchup. Ketchup. Favorite book or recent book you've read? Oh, that's a good one. I recently read Profit First, and that's an interesting business book. It kind of flips. Account. Now, is that from? Is that the Profit First contractor, or is that a, the same guy wrote a different book, or is it just? Uh, it's Mike. Okay. Terror not with not all the, the same guy. I don't that's... think it's the same guy, but he's written several books. But the Profit First is one of his most popular, and it kind of flips small business accounting on its on its head, and it's yeah. very interesting. And then so, basically pay yourself first. Pay yourself first, yeah. Kind of like you know people you know say to add to your retirement account first when you're yeah. But yeah, you're paying. Your, well, and you're like, and as a business owner, you know you're the foundation. That's of right. the company. So that's if right. your foundation's cracked and not doing well, the whole house is going to come that's down. Right. So. It's going to be a house of cards. So yeah. it, was a, it was a very good book. All right. So if you weren't doing your current career, what would you be and why? <laughs> I've joked with my wife that I'm going to get a blue a blue jacket and a green jacket and work at Rupp and Keeneland. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I wasn't doing real estate because I've never really thought about anything else once I got into it. Excellent. Well, Trey, thanks again for joining us. Thank and, you for uh, having me. This yep. was a lot of fun. 312-7599. Make it a great week. We'll see you next week. I appreciate it.